Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, unfortunately today we are talking about our League Cup exit after we went out to Ipswich Town last night after penalties. And to help me talk through it, I've been joined by Alex. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, Paul. Um, pretty good. Pretty good display, I think, last night overall. So, you know, despite getting knocked out, I think there's uh, definitely some positives to take from it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you look at the average age of the team. I'm not going to go through them all individually because there's too many changes. But it's about 20, wasn't it? So, I mean, that, that's incredibly young, isn't it? Yeah, I think we made eight changes in the end last night. And it's very difficult before the game last night to really understand what our team would have been because obviously we've got the more experienced players sitting on the bench um and usually when you make changes you bring on the players who start on the bench so it was kind of interesting to see that all that happened really was the team got even younger than it has been over the last few weeks um which is yeah it's quite incredible really so if you're just signing up for the under eights get yourself ready for the uh pizza trophy because you probably will be involved it's, it's quite incredible but after only 70 seconds, we take the lead. And you've got to say that was a really good cross there from Carson, but Ipswich make a, make a complete mess of it, don't they? Yeah, I mean, it's a good cross by Carson. He's clearly not aiming for Vickers. And it's just, yeah, as you say, a complete mess, really, um, by, from an Ipswich point of view. I don't know what the goalkeeper's doing. I'm not sure what the defender's doing. And Vickers kind of just puts enough pressure on that the goalkeeper forces it back into the Ipswich defender. Um you know, good pressure by Vickers. He clearly was a bit frustrated that he hadn't scored it. Uh, didn't run for celebrating or anything. So um, I think he's still kind of looking for that, looking for that goal, as it were. But yeah, it was a great start. Only seventy seconds in, so um, it, it gave us a really good platform, and it, it obviously was very reminiscent of the Millwall game as well. Yeah, incredibly. And Vickers, I mean, he seems to be doomed not to actually score a goal, even though he's so insanely close to actually scoring the goal. It, it's a bit of a weird one because he had the same was against Cheltenham when I thought it was his and it wasn't. Yeah, he's, he clearly at this point he's becoming like very kind of desperate to score a goal. Um, he's got close a few times, I think. Obviously, like you say, with the Cheltenham one last night, um, I think he came close at Millwall. He had a, a shot which went just wide. So I think his time will come. He's like, he's, he's you know, he's only 18. He's playing in the first team every week. He's kind of just got to relax a little bit, you know. And, and just let it come to him. I think it will 
it'll come and it'll get the goal he's clearly kind of like striving for soon enough um but yeah last night was uh he looked rather frustrated i think is probably the best term i think even though the goal went in he just just looked a little bit annoyed that it wasn't his goal but um yeah every time he gets the ball it's it's exciting to watch um his technical ability is just like off the charts it's ridiculous yeah, I mean, he's 18. I mean, all of us, when we're 18 years old, some of you will be uh, younger than that. A week's a long time, isn't it? So <laughs> he's waiting for stuff to happen. I understand that completely. But, I mean, Ipswich, you've got to say, they've been on an incredible run of form in the last two years or 18 months or so. And they kind of dominated the whole of the rest of the second first half, really, didn't they? Yeah, they did dominate it in terms of possession. I don't think they necessarily did that much with the ball. Um, there was a lot of chances they created for outside the area, which, you know, whilst it felt like they were dominating the game, I'm not sure they actually did that much with the ball necessarily. Um, you know, I think they had two shots for outside the area, which Boyce Clark made saves from, and then one which was just wide. Um, and up until half time, you could see what Reading's game plan was. It, it, they didn't need the ball in possession um reading it they, they were very much kind of like trying to play on the counter and and, and playing down the channels when they could get the ball um and it, it was working to an extent i think for reading uh, we we weren't creating tons of chances or anything but it didn't feel like ipswich were just going to come out and, and walk through us um despite the fact that they were holding on to the ball a lot i think we we defended relatively well up until the um up until the equalizer just for half time yeah, I mean, we talk about the equaliser. Um, we also mentioned how Carson had a really good impact with the cross early on, but also Amari Hutchinson. I mean, I think he had quite an enjoyable evening from his own side against Carson because he really struggled, and that showed in the goal. Yeah, I mean, they they targeted Carson a lot last night, and um, and ben, ben Elliott was playing ahead of him. And, he didn't really offer him that much in the way of protection, Ben Elliott. I think um, it, it was very much kind of Carson against whoever was attacking down that right-hand side. And obviously Hutchinson's you know, quality player, and we were linked with him last summer uh, to come on loan. But you could, the, the movie pulls on Carson to kind of um, get past him for the goal. It's one way you look at it and you think, well, it's, it's a quality piece of skill by Hutchinson for him to be able to do that past Carson um, and Carson has just kind of really been sold the sold the dummy too easily um, and it's unfortunate because obviously as we said he his cross for the first goal is good um, but he's definitely got a he's probably got a ceiling I think Carson he's not a bad player but he's probably got a ceiling um, that's all and it was unfortunate I think we've got a kind of a foot on the block for the goal there, put a foot on a foot on the ball, uh, blocked it for the cross, but it just kind of fell back through to the back stick anyway. It was a you know fairly simple tapping for um brick switch to get the equalizer then. So yeah, it was frustrating because the first half was good. Um but one of those things where if you go in at half time one one the game does feel slightly different. Yeah. No, no, I agree. And the second half, it came out, Ipswich began to get on top again. And then for their second goal from uh, Dapo, there's absolutely massive gap between Tom McIntyre and Dorset, isn't there? I mean, you could drive a lorry through that gap there, couldn't you, really? Yeah, uh, I mean, 
the goal comes around from Rashisha in midfield. I think I think it's Rashisha. Uh, in midfield, put, he basically doesn't lay the ball off early enough uh, and loses the ball relatively high up when the wing backs are quite high as well. So it basically leaves, you know, as you say, McIntyre and, and Dorset are are both chasing the ball down, um, looking for that. Like they're looking to try and fill the space, and the ball just gets played right in between both of them. And Lozarfo's throw on goal as soon as it goes through. It's a very good pass from deep, but it, it's a frustrating one because obviously you've got there's no way to catch him once he's through on goal like that. There's no there's nothing they can really do. Um, yeah, it's it's a frustrating goal to concede because ultimately. If you don't lose the ball high up in the first place, that goal's never coming. Um, well, not in that fashion anyway. And Boyce Clark really, you know, he's beaten quite easily. The ball goes straight for his legs, um, which is it's frustrating. But I, I don't really think there's much he can do about it at that point um, once he's once he's one on one with the striker. So yeah, to go two one down was frustrating. Um, the second half, as you say, I think Ipswich dominated it really. We we didn't really get back into the game until the subs came on at about seventy minutes or so. Yeah, I think that probably helped the team. Obviously, bringing on I wouldn't say more experienced players really because like they're all still incredibly young, most of them aren't they? So, but comes on and Kelvin gets his equaliser. I mean, it's just really good signs here from Kelvin. The way he strengths off the defender, the referee doesn't fall for that. We've all seen that a million times, haven't we? But more importantly, he doesn't panic when he's in that position. And I think that's now because of all the goals he scored, right? Four goals before. It doesn't sound a lot, but it, it's just eased him down a little bit and he just slots it in the far corner. I think earlier in the season, he would have panicked there. Yeah, it's a really like composed finish, in all honesty. Um, it's a great piece of vision from from Boyce Clark with the throw to, to um, A. Bitterman. And he misses the ball on the first attempt and actually that kind of helps him because the Ipswich player looks like he gets a little bit complacent with his defending and gets bullied off the ball, like really just completely bullied off it. The run into the box is is really easy for him at that point because there's no covering player for, um, for Ipswich at all. And then Vickers is central looking for the, you know, looking for the square ball to be able to tap it in and, he kind of, yeah, ear vitamin kind of just gives him no second glance and just only has, ever has eyes for the goal. Um, it's a good finish right across the goalkeeper into the far corner. And he scored five goals already this season. And we're only, what, on the 29th of August or something? It's, it's when you consider last season, I think I got goals for, I got 10 or nine, something like that in all competitions. And he's already got five and we're only in, you know, we're not even at the end of August yet, so it's um, it's only good signs, really. I think. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's positive. I mean, we also had a really late chance there for Andy Yidham as well, didn't we? When we could have actually won the tie from across, but it wasn't meant to be. So yeah, it was unfortunate that one because I think if if he had only stood one yard further to his left, that goes in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's obviously not meant to be. We then move on to the penalties, and um, they weren't great. <laughs> they weren't great. I mean, I could dress it up and pretend that they were, you know, sort of pressure and all that, but I think ultimately Savage 
Vickers and Elliot. People miss penalties, don't they? It's a good experience for them, Alex. And you got to hope that they learn from it in the context of where they've missed the penalties. It's a frustrating last night, but I'd rather they scored one in a league match if it comes to it. Yeah, I'd rather score in a league match. I'd rather they score one when it matters, ultimately. Like, we all don't want to get knocked out of cup competitions, but if you're going to get knocked out to a higher league side in a cup competition that no one's really that, like, fussed about, ultimately, it's it's not the end of the world, is it? Um, the penalties weren't great by any means at all. Um, I think, yeah, Vickers and Elliot penalties were, were pretty poor. Savage's penalty wasn't good either. Um, it, which is, you know, it's frustrating because obviously the, none of them are really penalty takers as far as we know. But I, I don't think any of them have really taken penalties in any great deal before. So it one to practice, I guess, on the training ground over the next couple of months. Uh, you never know when we might end up with another penalty shootout. So, um, the, yeah, the only other note, notable point from the penalty shootout was the Luka's miss. And it felt like the most kind of obvious thing ever that his penalty was going to get saved. Um, hits it straight down the middle and Boyce Clark saves it with his legs. So just one of those kind of sunny Aluku moments, really, at the Medeski Stadium. Yeah, he, he, he must really not be a fan of that stadium. <laughs> he really must not be. It is really giving him... Uh, not. There was one good memory against QPR, but that was about it, really, wasn't it? There wasn't much else at all. But let's look at the Reading players. If you could pick out one player from last night who hasn't been playing so much, who would it be, Alex? Michael Craig. Um, the first half, I thought he was really good. Uh, I read a few people after the game thinking that's or saying that our midfield was quite lightweight. And I think he just he gets himself around, though. That's the main thing. He gets himself around. He puts himself out there and um, he, he wins the ball off the off of people. And I was I was very impressed with, with Craig yesterday. And I, I mean, I can't really see why he doesn't make the bench in squad, you know, in squads at the minute in league games. Um, I think he's, you know, he's, he's got more about him than than a, maybe a Sam Hutchinson, but he's, it's a different kind of quality. Um, I'd like to see him like get more game time, certainly. Um, ben Elliott on the ball looks really good, um, especially in the first half yesterday. He looked very good. Second half, I think he faded a little bit. He tried to do too much of it at some points, um, but the first half he was he was yeah very good with it like, with the ball at his feet. Um, and Boyce Clark didn't really do anything wrong yesterday, despite conceding twice. Um, I don't think he's going to get any game time ahead of. Uh, ahead of David Button, but yeah, I don't think he did himself any kind of harm with his performance either. That's good, isn't it? Because he had a little bit of a dodgy run and now he's come in and he's made a couple of okay performances as well. So I think that's good for his confidence going forward. So we will be back maybe even tomorrow. Yeah, we'll be tomorrow with a preview of our game against Cambridge, which let's remember is on a Monday night and on TV. So We've also got the transfer deadline before that. So thanks a lot for listening and uh, we will be back very soon. And if you've enjoyed it, give us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. Cheers.